You ready to start? Let's let's start. We're already a half an hour in, and we haven't even started. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but here's the question. Did you expect anything less? No, this is what happens every goddamn time. We get started, (laughs) and we don't stick to the topics, and we get off on these tangents. (laughs) What we need to do is we just need to say, okay, this is what we're doing. At this time, no matter what, where the conversation is, at this time is when we start and then we go. That's it. Well, I'll be cutting out. Obviously, I'll be cutting out like the first half hour of this. Like, I'll just, I'll just let that. I'll just cut it out. I don't know that little diatribe I went on about not giving a fuck and nobody cares about you. I might do something with that. I might release that as like yeah. a. I might release that little like fifteen or 10, 15 minutes. As, like, maybe a prologue to this episode? I don't know. We'll see. What, like, random outtakes inside conversations? Yeah, no, just make a point, because I think, I mean, this is my show, uh, not to, you know, get too full of myself here. I, yeah. That little that little bit is something I think I want to put out in the world, because I think it's an important message. So, But I think what the little bit I had at the beginning, what you asked about last night, I think that I'm going to do something with that. Maybe I'll release it alongside this episode so um anyway conversation I'm, I'm out of tea now dude i started with a full glass of water <laughs> and it's all gone and the ice is just about melted. jesus anyway okay uh all right, all right. <clears throat> oh shit okay hello world welcome back to the flores and friends podcast we are in the volume three uh thank you everyone for listening to last week's episode with my buddy Michael. Uh, It was a great episode. I'm very proud of that episode. I'm grateful for everyone who listened and liked and commented and like said positive things. It really was appreciated and I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, On today's episode, we have, I guess, a bonus episode because this will be going out a week after last week's episode. For those familiar, I do one every two weeks, but this is an important episode, but let me first start by introducing my guest, my brother from another mother. We've been friends, God, almost 15 years now, right? Some shit like that, huh? Like, I guess. I would say about 15, yeah. Because it's like either 20, I think we talked about this a long time ago, like 2013 or 2014. So it's either 15 years or next year's 15 years. Yeah. And of course, I am talking to... Justin Hartwell, how are you doing today, man? I am doing great and ready to get this thing started, man. I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, I mean, this is... Okay, so this is, I guess, is the trilogy. We did... <laughs> it still or gives no, me, it it's, still it's gives really me like... It's like <laughs> what do you call after four? A series? I get... Sure. So, <laughs> the first volume we did... The, the ambitious uh, four-parter 
that will never, ever be done again. I'm sorry if anyone listened to those four parts and was like, man, I can't wait till he does something like that again. I'm sorry, break it to you. That will never, ever happen ever <laughs> again. I'm go- We might do a pod one day, Justin, about that four-parter episode. <laughs> and just talk about how fucked that entire process was. <laughs> so... Somewhere. And I was walking the downtown mall with my friend Amory. She was just in town visiting this past weekend. Yeah. And it just like it clicked. Like, man, if she was here, we could just do we do the entire thing. If she was here last time and now I stopped to go downtown. And that was like a year ago. Oh god, that was like two years ago. That was two years ago, shit. Yeah, I know. I think that I think we did that in the summer, so we're a little less than two years. Anyway. Last year we did superhero films of 2017, and then this year we have the big event coming out on Friday, but we, me and Justin will be seeing it on Thursday in early previews uh, separately, unfortunately. It's one of those things where I really wish I could get the time to fly it out there. Yeah, dude, it would have been, it would have been dope. But, I mean, there is Avengers 4 next year. Um, so maybe we can plan on that one in 2019. Anyway, what Justin and I are referring to is Avengers, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. What, uh, what has been building for 10 years since Iron Man in 2008 is culminating on Thursday. That, for those of you who aren't a fan of this genre and, and and are not a fan of this like franchise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you don't under, like. I I, I, well, I guess we'll do our best to articulate how significant this is. Like, it's 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 it's. I mean, plainly put, it's it's huge. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, this is really happening on Thursday. It's one of those things where it's almost like. The Pro Bowl game for the NFL, where it's all season, you have all these great players lining up, and then they're picked for the teams to play. Yeah, but this dwarfs it by so many leagues because you actually want to watch this. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be. I would wager, and this is gonna get a little bit of comic booky for anyone who's not familiar with the history of Marvel Comics. I would wager the only thing they could do that's possibly bigger than Infinity War is Secret Wars. For uh, people who aren't aware, Secret Wars was a run in the 80s. It was like, so, uh, okay, a little bit of more background on comics. Comics usually, they're obviously serialized. They come out usually once a month, depending on what kind of book and what character and what group of characters. But for the most part, month to month, you know, and they, they it's all year round for the most part. Not as much as it used to be, but in the 80s, uh, in the 70s and 80s, there, were, there developed this thing called the crossover event the big mega crossover event and dc did them and marvel did them of course in the 80s there was secret wars i think was what one of the first like big big monster crossover events and that an infinity war is along those same lines uh civil war was a big crossover event that came out 2016 um yeah so i think secret wars 
Maybe. I don't know, man. We'll see how this one shakes out. But that would be... And Secret Wars was uh, uh, basically... I think it was the Beyonder who collected all of Earth's superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Yep. Put them on a battle planet. I can't remember exactly where... I think it was a battle planet. I can't remember. Uh, it's been it's been years since I read it. Um, and made them fight each other. Or did they have them fight the bad guys? I can't... I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, I really think... Compared to Infinity War, that is the only thing that could possibly... Because that's Civil War meets Infinity War at this point. Like, it's like, that would be so beyond. But then, I guess they couldn't even really do a good Secret Wars because the X-Men were part of Secret Wars. Fantastic Four was part of Secret Wars. Who knows, man? Maybe if they get that Marvel-Disney merger. Who knows, man? Yeah, well, I mean, that was also the problem that we've talked about before. With previous, you know, comic book or at least previous movie installments that they couldn't do the story as it was told in the comics because they didn't have the rights. Yeah, it's, I mean, shit, if they had had X-Men and Fantastic Four and everyone in those franchises in the MCU for Civil War, Civil War might have been a two-parter. Like, they probably would have had to broken it up into two different films because they would have been insane. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if they would have if, you know, they somehow managed to keep the rights from the beginning. Yeah. We would be looking at a totally different movie landscape. Yeah. Than it is right now. So, unfortunately, that is not the case. But hopefully, maybe, if this merger does go through, Secret Wars could be on the horizon. Uh, that would be a great, that would be a great way to, like, bring together both, like, Separate universes. Who knows? Just spitballing here. But anyway, the point the, the point is Infinity War, which we have been waiting for. God, I think they announced it in like 2014, right? Like they, it's been a minute. Like we're like shit. This is it's finally so, here, Justin man. So Iron Man came out in 2008. Yep. But we never got a glimpse of Thanos until. Avengers in 2012. Yeah, it's been, so at least six years since we kind of knew where this was going. Yeah, so this is six years. And of course we've gotten blitz of uh, Thanos in, yeah. uh, what was it? Guardians. Ultron, yeah. there was a blip. And then of course he was full on in Guardians of the Galaxy the year before Ultron. Yeah. Um, well, I think Ultron was the first time you ever see the Infinity Gauntlet itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, I think if I recall, I think if I recall correctly, yeah, because uh, and then Guardians is the first time you hear about the actual stone. Yeah, that's where the uh, uh, the collector uh, he he explains yeah. what the Infinity Stones are, and and there is a difference because I think in the comics they're the Infinity Gems, in the movies they're Infinity Stones, and they have a. Di- I think there's a different backstory in the comics again. Justin and I are really big fans of the comics, but we are not – he's much more knowledgeable about these sort of things. And no disrespect, my brother, but I don't even think you can pull off the entire history of the Infinity Gems just offhand. So it would require some deep – yeah, it would require some deep dive. And all of you listening, if you're confused, there's a thing called the internet. And I would recommend <laughs> you to a little website called Google if you're not familiar with it. Because there are plenty of nerds nerdier than us that will be hap- that have 
happily taking time out of their day to explain all this. So it, 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 it the information's out there is the point we're getting at. But today's episode, yep. today's episode, since Justin and I are such big fans of the MCU, we will be doing the first part of it. We will be going through all 18. Yes, you heard that right. 18 films that have come out in the MCU. And we'll be ranking them from 18 to 1. And then, in the last little bit of this episode, we will be talking about what we think is going to happen in Infinity War. Specifically, who do we think is going to bite it? Uh, Hopefully Tony Stark. But anyway, and then (laughs) next year's episode, next year's movie, Avengers 4, which is still untitled, the rumor is that something's going to happen in Infinity War that will uh, make sense. The title of the next Avengers will make sense after Infinity War. That's the rumor. So that's why they're being very hush-hush about it. In wrapping up, we're going to talk about what we think, if we're going to speculate what's going to happen in Infinity War, what is going to happen in Avengers 4. That makes sense, Justin? Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, cool. So first off, we both had our lists, and I thought we would have similar lists. Oh, shit. I got to go grab my list. I forgot. Hold on. positive all right it says movies it has the ranks okay and i wrote down all the ones you sent me um so without much further ado let's talk about let us get going because we've belabored this (laughs) we've belabored this long enough okay so would you like me to give my we're gonna go eight three eighteen through eleven we're gonna skim through those and then we're gonna get to the nitty-gritty of our top tens Okay. So, 18 through 11. Yes. Would you like me to go first, or would you rather, would it be uh, guest first? I'll I'll do my 18, and then uh, you can do yours. Well, you could go through 18 through 11 for you, and then I'll go through my 18 through 11. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Proceed, sir. So, from 18 to 11, I have four Ragnarok is 18. I, I, to- I mean, first off, I totally knew that was going to happen, first off. Well, yeah, because the previous episode, it yeah. was just, I've listed my reasons. If you need further, contact me personally, and I'll be more than happy to explain Or why. go back to last year's episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but anyway, Iron Man 3 is 17, 16 is, is 4 3. 15 and Guardians whoa, 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 2. Whoa, whoa, you had... You mean Thor 2, Dark World. That's 16. Yes. Okay, so you had right. Ragnarok, Iron Man 3, then Thor Dark World, which is Thor 2. Yep. Okay, next. 15 is Guardians 2. Yeah. 14 is Hulk. Yep. 13, Iron Man 2. Yeah. 12 is Cap. Cap Amer- Captain America, I- First Avenger, the first Captain America. Yep, the first Cap. And 11 is Doctor Strange. 
Okay. Uh, how do you feel about that? Anything that anything you want to uh, extrapolate on, like talk, discuss a little further? Any comment you want to make? I totally, but I knew Ragnarok was going to be eighteen, which is it, which hurts me, but I get it. Yeah, because I'm seeing that on your list, and I'm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Guardians two. A lot of people that really that surprised enjoyed. me. That that surprised me because I have Guardians really high, and I'm very surprised that you had it so yeah. low. Well, I mean, honestly, you want my you want to hear something that you're probably gonna hate me for? Ooh, hot take alert! Hot take, everybody. I honestly fell asleep through part of Guardians two when I saw it in theaters. Oh, what? Wait, okay. Were you tired going into it? Not really. Oh, Justin. Hey, just something about it was just not doing it for me. Like, I even tried to rewatch it on Netflix when it came out, and yeah, it, it didn't really sit with me that well. Needless to say, it didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't knock your socks off like the original Guardians did. No, not at all. Yeah, that was the. That was the one that I was like, wow, dude, really? Like, when I saw that, I was so shocked. Like, I was like, what? Are you serious? <sighs> you, you're cutting me deep, man. You're cutting me deep. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I have my own personal take on everything. Yeah. You know that. I'm very unapologetic about it. <laughs> when, I, when I go through my top ten, I think people will understand why I'm so surprised by uh, you putting that so low. Okay. Yeah. So my eighteen through eleven. Eighteen is is Iron Man two, which is still okay. There's one that I want, before I get before I get going. There's something I want to talk about. None of these films are bad. All of these films I would watch over, and I'll dog DC again. I would watch all of these films happily over a Justice League or Batman vs Superman. None of these films are bad at all. They're just. The films we're talking about, you know, 18 through 11, in our opinion, they're just less good, you know? Yeah, they're com- they're competing against itself, which, you know, you can't always be... Yeah. You're, you're going to lose to yourself eventually. Yeah, so. like, you can't... You can't always hit home runs. Sometimes you hit, you know, triples or, like, doubles or something like that. No, Nobody's going to hit a home run every time they go up to the plate. But then again, not every time you need to be... Expect a home run as a fan. Okay, so my, I said 18 is Iron Man 2, 17 is The Incredible Hulk, we actually had the same 16, Thor The Dark World, Uh, 15 I had Iron Man 3, 14, 14, okay, so I felt bad about this, I had Ant-Man at 14, I I really enjoyed Ant-Man, but looking at everything that comes next, I'm like, I didn't know... I didn't know where to put it, and I feel like 14 does it a disservice, because it's a lot better than 14 out of 18 sounds. Uh, yeah. 13, I had Age of Ultron. 12, I had Thor Ragnarok. Which is shocking to me. And 11, I had Iron Man. Look, is Thor Ragnarok my favorite Marvel film? Not at all. Did I enjoy Thor Ragnarok for what it is, and not not what it was supposed to be, Yes. Did it? Did I have a personal stake in it? Not at all. So I enjoyed it. I just took it as like, oh, here's a different version of Thor with 
some appropriated parts of Planet Hulk thrown in. But again, it didn't it didn't rub me the wrong way. And I know we already talked about this in last year's episode. It didn't upset me, like it it didn't hurt me like it hurt you. But yeah. I understand why you were upset about it. But again, it just didn't it didn't like it was similar with like if I had been an Iron Man fan and then in Iron Man 3 what they did to the Mandarin if I was an Iron Man fan, I probably would have been pissed. I probably would have been fuming. But since I'm not an Iron Man fan, I thought it was weird, but it didn't bother me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like, oh, well, that was yeah. that was a that was an interesting choice, but I wasn't like, fuck this movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's see what the list again. Let's compare the list. Uh, yeah, I really feel bad about Ant Man because that that sounds like I didn't like Ant Man. I actually really liked Ant Man. I think a lot of people. Just for what it was, and just a different kind of character, a lot of people said it was miniature Iron Man, but I'm like, but there's only so many stories you can tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, eh. I mean, we're not going to trip over here. It's just, it's a good movie, man. Fuck. Let it, let it live. I'm surprised Age of Ultron is so low. Well, that's again kind of like Ant-Man. I liked Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is not aging well with a lot of fans from what I've from what I've heard and from what I've read. And it's a shame. It's not bad. It's just doing a lot. Like it's got a lot going on in that movie. Like it's like uh this is I mean they bring in new characters. They bring in three new characters. The villain is kind of weak. They're they're kind of like trying to fit in like Age of Ultron was a big it was a big event. I mean, it was the age of Ultron in the comics, and they're taking a very extensive comic book run and trying to mash it into like a two hour and fifteen minute runtime. It's like it's not perfect, and it's it's just it. I, I don't dislike it, and I remember loving it at the time. But as time goes by, I'm like, it's still good. It's just not, you know, it's it's a middle chapter kind of thing. It's like it's good, but it's just not, you know. It's not the so, best. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think they learned from Age of Ultron to put it towards Civil War? Yes. I really think, as much as I like Josh Whedon as a director and as a creator, the Russo brothers who did Winter Soldier, Civil War, and are doing Infinity War, which is coming up, and Inve- yeah. Avengers 4, which is next year. I think maybe it's the fact that there are two directors instead of one. And, you know, Josh Whedon wrote the first two Avengers movies and directed. And the Russo brothers, in all the films I just mentioned, they had, uh, I think, Chris McKay. I can't remember the writer's name, but they had their own different set of writers. I McKay think, and uh, McFeely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, oh, good. Good spot on. Good. Um, I think... Maybe the fact that in both first two Avengers movies, Joss was doing like double duty. I think that might have, I think he might have suffered a little bit by trying to do too much in Age of Ultron. I don't know. It's not that it's bad. Like if it was on right now, I would watch it. It's just not as good as like, I had it as 13. Yeah. You could probably talk me into saying it's better than Thor Ragnarok or Iron Man. Maybe that's a conversation for another day, 
Uh, mm-hmm. But when I just went through the list, and I spent a good 30 minutes on this list, I think I, I'm pretty confident it's 13. Again, it's pretty it's pretty close with like Ant Man, Thor, Ragnarok, and Iron Man. You could probably I could pro in, in Captain America First Avenger. You could probably shift those around as time goes by, but I'm pretty confident in this ranking. So, okay. All right, so top ten time. You ready for top ten? Uh, do you want to do ten through six, and then our top five? That works. That works. Uh, please go right ahead, sir. So at ten, I have the first Thor. Okay. At nine, I have the first Guardians. Yep. At eight, I have Age of Ultron. Okay. At seven, I have Captain America Two: The Winter Soldier. Yep. And six, I have Ant Man. You know, a lot of people shit on the first two Thor movies. And look, Dark World was great, but I I I like it. But a lot of people didn't like the first Thor. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say they have never watched the first two Thor movies, but they did watch Ragnarok. And they're like, I don't know what it is about those Thor movies that turn people off. But, I don't know, I thought Thor was fine. I loved it. I especially loved any time Thor and Loki were on screen together. And I'm a big Anthony Hopkins fan, so yeah. I, I I dug it. I, I dig the hell out of that first Thor movie. No, I thought the first Thor movie was great. I mean, considering what it had to work with, like, there's a reason we never got a Thor movie prior to this. It's very clunky. Like, it's like, how do you, like, make a Hollywood movie out of, like, a comic book character based on a whole religion, a former religion? It's like, ooh, that's, uh, that's a tough, that's a tough one. But they did it, and I think it, I think it works. Yes, it works very well. It just... But of course, the casting yeah, that has discussed prior that Marvel is just nailed. Yeah, it's with pretty much everyone they put on screen. So the fact that they got Chris to do it, yeah, and that he's pulled it off so well, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine them trying to do this prior. Yeah, and like, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, he really—I ha- don't think he—I think this was his like his first major film. Like, it's like, and the fact that he like killed it. And, like, I didn't know who Tom Hiddleston was before this movie. Like, it's like, like, that movie introduced the world into two pretty huge actors. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, those are two leading men now. Yeah. Um, Very heavily sought after now, too. Yeah, exactly. Again, you have Guardians really low, bro. Like, I'm really surprised. I, again, when we get to my, you know, top ten, I... I'm so surprised you're not as keen on those as I am, and I think a lot of people are, man. I love, don't get me wrong, I love Guardians. Yeah. But when I'm looking at it compared to the rest of my top, it's the best place for me to put it, because I did love it. The the acting is great, the The, action scenes were phenomenal. The soundtrack? The soundtrack is ridiculous yeah dude the soundtrack is absolutely off the chain yeah but i feel like some of the humor aspects of guardians yeah was like was a little too pushed like the dance scene at the end of it <laughs> like could we 
not like it's a, it's a little too awkward for me to go with. That's I think that's why because some of the humor of it was a little too, eh. Yeah, and for me personally, and for better or for worse, um, I think if I may. There is a budding like Guardians was a bigger success. I mean, you and I were excited about it when we first heard about it because we're familiar with those characters more or less. And yeah. and then it came out and it blew up. People loved that fucking movie. Like fan, non fans, fucking dug the shit out of it. But I think oh, yeah. I think we it is now become very common. Like the film I think of is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, that humor that you're referring to, I feel like is creeping into. I mean, you can trace the same humor that's in Guardians, Volume One and Two, is in Thor Ragnarok, and I feel like there's some of that humor somehow, some way. Maybe it was Disney kind of trying to influence it a little bit. I feel like yeah. some of it crept into Last Jedi, and I feel okay. like like you can kind of like. I hate to bring this film up again, Justice League. Like you could kind of feel like there's a little bit kind of creeping into that. It's like there is a humor that is like, I don't want to say, it's not edgy. Maybe it's just like flippant and like very like loose comedy. Like it, it's a hard, it's a hard tone to, uh, to nail. But I think James Gunn does it pretty well. But I feel like there, and I think Taika Waititi and Ragnarok did it. Again, we're not trying to, Rediscuss that film, but I am seeing. I didn't think it worked as well in Last Jedi um, and Justice League. Uh, so, but I really think we'll look back in years to come and be like, Guardians of the Galaxy had a big influence not only on the MCU but like comic book films forever. Like people think, oh, Suicide Squad. That's another great example. Like you can see. Apparently, Suicide Squad was originally supposed to be very darker and, like, more serious. But you can see, like, I think Suicide Squad came out, I think, 2016, if I recall. You can see that, like, they tried to make it a lot less dark and kind of more like Guardians of the Galaxy. You think that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... uh, Okay, you had... Age of Ultron. You're you're pretty keen on uh, Age of Ultron. What did it for you? I felt, you know, due to the lack of you know character rights and everything, they had to build Ultron. Yeah, that's a good point. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. I thought it was very well done because it's like a great show of all the characters. Yeah. You know, it had the mysticism that you know that highlights stories from another realm. Yeah. Um, it highlights Cats, uh, you know, how his how he thinks of it. It just highlights all the characters extremely well for me. Mm. And it was a good setup for what was coming later. I do like a lot of people, like apparently Joss Whedon had to fight to keep this in. But the Hawkeye farm scene, that's actually great. Like, it's really nice to see these characters when they're not, like, fighting and just, like, Talking with each other, and that's that's another reason why it's up there because you're. It's not all just fight, 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 fight. Yeah. Talk, talk, fight, fight, fight. There's actual 
discussion going on, which is, you know, we one reason why you and I both love uh, Civil War and why we like it so much. Yeah. It's because it adds that human aspect. Yeah. These larger-than-life heroes that shows, like, hey, these guys, you know, have these kind of discussions that you or I would have in this situation. Yeah, and you can trace... Like, they touch on, like, I think there's, there's a scene where uh, Cap and, and, and Tony are, like, chopping wood. And that conversation leads into Civil War. Like, it's, like, it's all tied together. Uh, a lot of things carry over from from Avengers and lead into Civil War, which is kind of like Avengers 2.5. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, how did you, I, I, I don't know if we, we might have talked about it in previous episodes, but... A lot of people were thrown about the the Banner uh, Natasha love story. Like a lot of people didn't see that coming. I thought it was very clear there was something going on in the first Avengers. How, what did you think about all that? I think there was like subtle hints to it, but I don't think it was like as blatant as you as you say it. Is. Yeah, but I don't think it came out of left field. No, it didn't. It definitely didn't come out of left field. It came out of like center left field. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know, I guess traditionally, traditionally, I mean, you're the Hulk expert around here. Traditionally, like, that's not one of the main, like, love stories in the Marvel Comics universe. I mean, I believe it has happened, and but it's not like, you know, I guess people weren't familiar with it and stuff like that, or I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. I thought, I get it. Like, she says... God, what does she say? The she says a line about why she likes Bruce Banner, like he's a monster, but he doesn't want to fight or something like that. And she's been taught how yeah. to fight her entire life. And I'm like, I I get it. It made sense to me. No, definitely that whole like bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the shower scene. Yeah, yeah. It's not a shower scene. Yeah. And it's not a post shower scene as most people like when they instantly think, oh, post shower scene, so that shower scene. No, that's yeah. actually not what happened. Yeah, it was, it, it was literally a discussion about a shower. Yeah, and, the, and they were talking. That's that's literally all it was. Yeah, and they. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and they. Uh, it would have been nice, I guess. I don't know how it would have worked if they had been able to run away together, because apparently, that's what Natasha wants, and that's kind of Bruce. All Banner always wants to be by himself, like except when he's hung, hanging out with Tony Stark for whatever reason. But yeah. he always was that guy who was like, I, it's, I'm better off alone. Less people will get hurt that way. Uh, it would have been nice, but I'm really looking forward to them re- reuniting in Infinity War. Agreed. That, that I'm actually really excited to see how that goes. Yeah, for real. You had, after Age of Ultron, uh, Winter Soldier. Actually, I had Winter Soldier as my seven as well, so I guess... <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are some people that say that's the best standalone well not standalone but like that is the best marvel one of the best i don't know what i'm missing but it was just all right to me like i was just like it's fine it's it's better than most like it's like obviously it's better than half of the films that they've come out with i'm really impressed that they nailed it because captain america like i said with thor there's a reason why we never got a captain america movie until we did because that also is like a very hard it's a very hard character to, to nail down because he has to be idealistic and like earnest, but he he also can't be like a thundering dumbass. 
like exactly. kind of like Iron Fist is. Like Iron Fist in the show, he's idealistic and he's motivated and he's sincere, but he's also a dumbass. Cap is not a dumbass. <laughs> Cap is just like he's a soldier who believes what he's fighting for. And they actually nailed that. And I'm really, really I really dig how they got that together. But at the same time, I'm like, it's 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 better than average, it's fine. But there are people who think like there are people who believe that Winter Soldier is where like Marvel became like the pinnacle. Like I'm like it's fine. I mean it's 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 all right. It's it's good. It's not my favorite though, but it's it's really good. Well, well, you also gotta think. In May 2013 and November 2013, you had Iron Man three and Thor: Dark World. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. That's a great. That's another so great point. And that's so you had Avengers. The first yeah. Avenger. Yeah, which was a big, big, big success. And then Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, and then Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, when you're coming from Avengers, and then, you know, dropping down to Iron Man 3, Dark World, when you rise up and hit Winter Soldier, yeah, you're going to have that view of, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, okay? that's a great... Yeah. We got Iron Man 3 Dark World, and now we have Winter Soldier, which is amazing. I, I will say, out of the three films you just listed, Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, and Winter Soldier, I really like Winter Soldier. I love the action scenes in that. Like, the elevator scene, the the, yep. the freeway scene where uh, Bucky attacks, like, Cap and Natasha and Falcon and stuff like that, and, like, when Cap and him fight, like, in the middle of the street and stuff like that, and when Nick Fury, like, is getting away from the Winter Soldier and stuff like that, it's it's quality, man. That's something... And, like, at the end, when they fight again, at the end, and the ship and stuff like that, it's it's pretty dope. Like, I'll have to say, that is probably some of the best one-on-one action we've ever seen. Maybe outside of Civil War. Uh, yeah. It's... it It just feels very intense and it feels very intimate and personal like when Bucky and Cap are fighting especially that last time and stuff like that so and, and that's why I have that ranked up so high because yeah it's, it's gritty it's yeah. Oh, yeah, gritty it's a great word for it yeah. it's gritty as in it, it's best friends fighting and one doesn't know what he's doing yeah and then obviously that is the predecessor to Civil War which is all of the things we just described Amped up. Backed Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and lastly, was that your six? Yeah. No, so you, had, you had six Ant-Man. Again, I, 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 don't, I don't begrudge you for putting it that high. I couldn't put it that high. But again, I get why someone would dig that movie that well. Because it was pretty innovative. No, again, I liked it because, you know, the, t- the character casting of Paul Rudd was was bold. I will give them that. It was very bold. Yeah. Um, because they went with the second Iron Man in the comic series and not the original. Yeah. And that's what threw me off. First. You mean the second Ant-Man? Yeah, the, se- the second comic book Ant-Man. Okay, yeah. It's who Paul Rudd is playing at. Yeah. So, for me personally... I thought it was bold because I went into it thinking he was going to be the first. Yeah, Hank Pym. 
Tank Pym, and that's why I was very confused. Like, why could Tank is it exactly like that? Yeah, and I'm. Um, yeah, I'm. I I really, if I may, I really dug how they kept Tank Pym and like sprinkled him like. Apparently Ant-Man, this is Scott Lang Ant-Man, but Ant-Man's been around since the Cold War, like, with Michael Douglas as Hank Pym and stuff like that, and, like, they wove him yeah. into S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. I really, really dig, dug that. It was just really well done. I like, the humor aspect was, of course, pristine. Yeah. Oh, God, what's his face? Uh, uh, is it, no, it's not Jay Fernandez. Who is that dude? Uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm up right now. Not, it's driving me crazy now. Hold on. Uh, Michael Pena. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Pena. Yeah. God, he was no, so he was so good in that movie. <laughs> and it was very subtle, too. It wasn't anything crazy yeah. over the top humor. It was just... Yeah, dude. It, you know, I was at the barbecue, right? Yeah. And it's, and, it's, and it was also relatable, because we yeah. all had that one we all. I was all, just about to say, we all know a dude just like that dude. And I think that's why that humor in that movie stuck yeah. so well. Because pretty much all of it was very relatable. Yeah. And, I mean, the bad guy was kind of weak. Like, it was basically, like, there seems to be a trend in a lot of Marvel films. They got a lot of criticism for this, especially in their origin stories. Like, in Iron Man, it was a dude... Uh, Tony Stark was fighting a dude in an Iron Man suit. Like, in this, it was Ant-Man fighting a dude... Kind of in the same kind of Ant-Man outfit, but a little bit cooler and stuff like that. And like, uh, what's another good example? I can't, oh shit, I can't think of anything right now. I'm blanking. Oh, like, uh, like Captain America's fighting another, like Red Skull was the first like super soldier attempt. And like he was, they're kind of fighting like they're, they're opposites, but like who have the same power. So it's kind of like they're, they're fighting like their mirror reflection of themselves and stuff like that. So it's like. Yeah, the the Ant Man villain, uh, 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 fucking Yellow Jacket. I mean, it was yeah. fine, but it was also like, yeah, that that that's kind of a weak, it's kind of a weak villain. Like, how the fuck is he so? Oh, it doesn't matter. The movie was enjoyable, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you know, just to touch on you know that fight in the mirror image of himself. Yeah. I guess you know that when you said it that way, it makes sense that. They're basically fighting the path that they could have gone down yeah, they're to foiled. become the hero that they are. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if we talked about this in, in Incredible Hulk, which you had at 14. Same boat. Like, Hulk is fighting the Abomination, which is like, it's, it's yeah, they're fighting their foils, and they're fighting their mirror images of each other. Uh, and But that's the thing, though. Like, a lot of, it's really funny when non- I guess non-comic book fans criticize these films for these tropes, but it's like, guys, y'all have to realize they're not making this bullshit up. Like, this is how it goes in the comic books. Like, it's like the reason why a lot of these films have the characters fighting their foils and their mirror images um, and their rivals is because that's how it went in the comic books. Like, that is a very easy, simple, effective way to tell a story and to show conflict. Like, it's like, they're not like bullshitting here. They're like they're they're coming. They're like we're, they're pulling from the source material. And as we've reiterated over and over in the past like two years on the episodes we did, the best films, in our opinion, adhere to the source material. They don't try and like change it that much. They try and be like okay, we'll update it and adjust it, but we're still keeping the same 
sentiment and core intact. Exactly. Yeah. So that was your six. Okay. Let's go through my ten through six. Yep. Uh, my number ten was Captain America: The First Avenger. I really dug it. I was hate. I was expecting it to be terrible, and I really, really dug it. Like I was not convinced Chris Evans could do it. I'm dead wrong. I was dead wrong. I'm still. I still think Chris Evans is like. I don't know who could have done a better job as Captain America, and I never ever suspected I would ever feel that way. And plus, I have a huge crush on Haley Atwell, who plays uh, Peggy Carter. She is, oh boy, she is lovely. Uh, <laughs> and shout out, shout out to uh, old Tommy Lee Jones as the general. He was he was excellent in that. He he had some great lines in that movie. Um, it's Tommy Lee Jones. That's kind of, that was that was typecasting yeah. at its fun. Yeah, I mean, he was like the he was like he wasn't like. No one was like, oh, I wonder if Tommy Lee Jones is going to be good in this. It's like, Tommy Lee Jones can give you gold, like, half awake. Like, he's he's fucking Tommy Lee Jones, man. Uh, I had Thor at nine. Uh, again, we talked about this. I really like Thor. I think it's underappreciated. I love the look of it. I love the scale of it. I like all the characters. I, I My only complaint is the fact that it seems like Thor goes from, like, warmongering, like, barbarian to like cuddly kitten and like over a weekend and it's only because he meets natalie portman yeah but i mean if you met natalie portman (laughs) and again it's a movie (laughs) they only have two hours to tell a story they can't like for expediency's sake you gotta okay you gotta shift up the time scale a little bit uh yeah it's a shame natalie portman isn't involved anymore because Maybe it isn't a shame because she was pretty bad in Dark World. But then again, she wasn't given much to do in Dark World. So it's like, uh, that's a that's a shame that Jane Foster, they couldn't make her work. Because I'm sure yeah. she would, I mean, in the comic book, she becomes Thor. So, I mean, that would have been really cool to see. Um, that would have been amazing. Cause, I mean, that might happen after the second Avengers movie. Who knows? I think it was because Natalie Portman, after dealing with, after being involved in Star Wars, I think Natalie Portman was like, okay, I've been in two of these Thor movies. I, I don't want to be in a third. I'm done. And uh, But I think Valkyrie, which who they introduced in Ragnarok, I think Tessa Thompson is going to do a better job than Natalie Portman does, which I'm very curious to see. Because we haven't seen much of Tessa Thompson in the promotional material for Infinity War. I wonder what's going to happen to her. Because Thanos shows up to that Asgardian like refuge ship, and I yeah. guess and I guess fucks it up and takes the spa- the uh, the uh, space stone, the blue stone that Loki has in the Tesseract. Yep. I don't know like what's gonna happen to Valkyrie. I hope she doesn't die. She shouldn't die. I don't think they're gonna kill her. Uh, we'll get into that later. Um, that's later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that was my nine. Number eight, Doctor Strange. I really I watched that again on Netflix because I was like jonesing for like some like I think right after the second Infinity War trailer came out I was like okay I need to like I need to get a fix so I watched like Spider-Man Homecoming again uh, I watched Civil War again I watched uh, uh, Guardians 2 again and I watched Doctor Strange and like you know it's not perfect but I really really the visuals of Doctor Strange are trippy and interesting as fuck. Like, I gotta give it to Scott Derrickson and his 
you know, the cinematography crew, the production crew, like, I gotta give it to them. That is a visually interesting film. Like, it's like, I like the way this film looks. You know what I'm saying? No, it's, it was grandiose in scale of... Yeah, and it's trippy. The different dimensions, like, especially, like, the big head trip at the beginning. Yeah, 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 definitely. When she tells them to open your mind, and yeah. it shows all the different dimensions and everything. Yeah, dude. It was enough to sell the movie. And, like, when they're in the Sanctum Santorum, and they're fighting in the hallway, and they're all, all on the walls and the... The, the roof and like they're they're fighting and he throws some people into gateways that land him in different parts of the world and like the like the fighting techniques and like the little I guess uh, psychic shields that Doctor Strange comes up with and Kaecilius the bad guy and his guys how they have like those invisible spears and shit like that it's just yeah. it's just visually interesting like I'm like oh and of course the 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 climax when they're fighting like as time is reversing around them. That's fucking awesome. Like, I was like, holy shit, that's not, that's something I've never, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. That's pretty fucking incredible. No, it was visually phenomenally well done. And the ending, like, I'm like, people have to understand, Doctor Strange is not like a Captain America or a Spider-Man or like a Hulk. He doesn't go around punching people. He he's a doctor. He's more cerebral, and he and he uses spells and stuff like that. The ending where he tricks, he kind of like traps Dormammu. That yeah. was brilliant. Like in my mind, that was brilliant. I was like, his whole arc in that story was the fact that he didn't want to sacrifice himself for the greater good, and that's what he does at the end. I thought that was brilliant. Like he's trapping not only himself and suffering. I mean, we have to speculate that he's in that time loop for. I mean, what? What would you say? How long do you think it would take Dormammu, like this immortal being, to like give up and realize I'm not going to win this? Like a hundred thousand times? So, like, it, it's not unreasonable to think that like we're only shown like twelve times, but it's not unreasonable to think that like Doctor Strange probably went through like multiple hundred thousands of deaths. Like, it's like he, he definitely went through his fair share of punishment until Dormammu was like, you know what? Okay, I'm good. You I'm win. Out. And like, I'm really excited, like, after, I'm really excited to see Doctor Strange in Infinity War, and I'm really excited to see how he interacts with everybody, especially Spider-Man, they have that, that scene at the end of the trailer, where they're like, I'm Peter, and he's like, I'm Doctor Strange, he's like, oh, we're using our made-up names and stuff like that, I don't get tired yeah. of that joke, uh, and I'm also, at the end of Doctor Strange, we see that Baron, uh, uh, Mordo, is gonna like start killing other sorcerers, and I'm like, that's a great way to set up a second one. I'm really looking forward to Doctor Strange too. Now that looks, that sounds fucking incredible. Yeah, I'm really high on my Doctor Strange man. I really, really enjoyed the hell. Out. I think we saw we saw that together, right? Yeah, we did because you were up here visiting. Yeah, dude, that was a great. Oh man, that was a very interesting day <laughs> for for reasons outside of comic book movies. That was a very interesting day. <laughs> It was a day. It was a day. It was a day. It was a day. So number seven, again, I mentioned this earlier. I had Captain America Winter Soldier. I think that I've said enough. We've said enough about that. Here's the kicker. Here's the one I was ashamed. Not ashamed, but kind of embarrassed. Considering how great this film actually was. But there's no way it could crack my top five. Because I think my top five is perfect. Uh... 
At number Which six, I have problems with, but yeah. continue. My number six is Black Panther. Now, it just came out. Maybe when I get it on, like, I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray, and maybe I watched a few more times, and it grows on me. Because I, I only got to see it in the theater once. It came out. I had a lot of stuff going on in February. I had a lot of stuff going on in March. I, I'll, I, I've been, I've wanted to see it more than one time in the theater, but I was like, by that point, I'm like, I'll just get the Blu-ray when it comes out. I loved Black Panther. I really loved Black Panther. If you were are willing to do a 2018 best in, you know, comic book movies, although I think we only have, uh, three this year. Like I think we have. I think we have... No, we have four. We have Ant-Man and Wasp, Infinity War, Black Panther, and I think Aquaman, but I'm probably not going to see Aquaman. Uh, So I don't know if we'll be doing it. So I don't know if we'll be able to touch on Black Panther later on. I might do that as a separate episode with a friend of mine who she really wants to talk about Black Panther, so we'll see what happens. Uh, But Black Panther was... Everything written, said about Black Panther, how awesome it was, is spot on. That movie was fucking gold. But I can't yeah. put it in my top five. I loved it a lot. I felt, which doesn't make sense to me, as much as I like that movie, not to have it in my Marvel top five. Like, I'm like, oh, it's tough. I can't believe it, but I can't, I can't put it in there because it's like, it was great. You know what I think it was? All my top five felt like it had a personal, I had a personal, like, it felt like uh, I don't get into this when we talk about our top five, but Black Panther was really good, but it didn't resonate with me as personal as a lot of these, as a lot of like my more my more favorite Marvel films did. But I understand how it did resonate with a lot of uh, fans personally. It's in your top five, so I mean, do you want to talk about Black Panther when we get to yours, or do you want to talk about it now? I mean, I can talk about it now because it's bumped, for, for me, Black Panther is bumped up to number four. Yeah. Okay, so you're not yeah. that you're not that far off from mine. No, no, no. I'm only two spots off. Yeah. Um, so Black Panther to me was just, like you said, it was beautiful. It was perfect. The, the casting was extremely well done. The action and fighting scenes were yeah. incredible. The culture aspect that they brought in from the African nations yeah. influence you know the characters in the movie the social commentary the the, the social commentary was great I mean it, but it wasn't in your face yeah it wasn't like uh, it was so natural like it was so interwoven it wasn't like they contrived it they like they weren't smashing you over the head with it and stuff it was just so it's a practically flawless film in my it's it's God, it's such a good movie. Fuck. No, and again, and I I understand why it's so hard for you to have it so low. Yeah. It's still still if you're a couple of years, but we'll get to those in a minute. Uh, um Are you worried about a Black Panther too? Like I mean, it's kinda hard to capture lightning in a bottle, but if there's any if there's any franchise or studio that could do it, it's probably Marvel. But like, I'm like, God damn, they have to like knock it out of the park again. I'm like, that's, whew, that sounds I, I, tough. Where they're going to go with it. Because yeah. of course we had uh, Claw from uh, Ultron. Yeah. But you 
Yeah. But the way Black Panther ended, yeah, there's no real villain setup yeah. that we know of. Well, uh, a little bit of a spoil. I don't know if this is a spoiler, but a minor spoiler. Um, we have seen in the trailers for Infinity War that a good portion of like maybe the final battle takes place in Wakanda. So maybe we'll get some uh, clues or hints or direction of where a Black Panther 2 will be going after Infinity War. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. As of right now, we have no, you know, suggestions as to who a villain would be for Black Panther 2. Yeah. I love Chadwick in this. I love him as T'Challa. He was really good in Civil War. Um... And he was even better in this. I loved, but here's the thing: as much as I loved him, the supporting cast around him was much better. Like, you know, Letitia White as Shuri, you know, uh, 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 Okoye, you know, uh, 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 what am I? Why am I tripping on her name right now? Uh, I got it. Oh my god! What the fuck? Why are uh, we tripping right now? Lupita? Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, yeah. Angela Bassett. You know, it was. It was such a such a great movie. I'm so I'm so ashamed of myself. I can't put it in my top five. I can't, I just I just can't though. Like I'm like, it's and, and shout out to Michael 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 B. Jordan. He his character was was is pretty excellent. But his last line when he's spoiler when he dies, where he's like, uh. When they when T'Challa offers to heal him, so he can be put in confinement, and he was like, he's like, why? So I can be a a prisoner the rest of my life. He's like, bury me in the water. I'm paraphrasing here. Bury me in the water with my ancestors who thought death was better than enslavement or confinement. I'm I am a white man. I am a white man in America. You are as well, but I don't want to speak for you. But for me. I am not even close to being black or African-American or and that that cut me deep. Like, I felt like that was the line of the movie for me. I can't even imagine how that felt for the African-American black community in this country. Like, that was such a powerful line that I was like, I think that's the line of the movie for me. And I was like, I didn't want Killmonger to die. I wanted him to keep going. But I understand. I'm like, no, that there's no... That was the best way he could have gone out, and any attempt to bring him back or extend it any further would undermine it. Yep. It was uh, that was such a that's such a great it's such a great visual because like T'Challa brings him up to see the to see Wakanda and the sun and the sun I think it's a sunset I believe it's a sunset because Michael B. Jordan's dad in the yeah. movie yeah. Always talked about the sunset of Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, and then the scene where uh, we're only going through Black Panther because Justin and I really haven't had a chance to d- uh, dive deep into it, so bear with us. Uh, the scene where you know both see all three scenes where both characters go into like the I guess the Undying Land or something like that, where they're like go see their dads respectively, like when T'Challa yeah. sees T'Chaka and. Both both of those scenes are excellent because it's emotional both times. Like, yeah, like T'Challa in the first one, he, he doesn't know how he misses his dad. I mean, apparently this is Black Panther only takes like a week takes place a week after uh, Civil War, like a couple weeks. So 
I mean, his death is pretty fresh. And then the yeah. second time he sees T'Chaka, he's admonishing his dad for failing. And it's like things he never thought he would do is like, I'm going to be my own man now. But the scene where, God, the scene where Killmonger goes to meet his dad, played by the excellent Sterling K. Brown. And he's talking to him about like, oh God, it's such a, fuck, it's such a great scene, man. Like, it's such a powerful movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my sixth. Are you ready for your top five? Yeah. All right. Hit me with it, brother. So, do you want to do five and five, or do you want to just do the top five and then we... All right, yeah, let's do five and five. Let's go five and five, then four and four, and then three and three, and then two, two, one, one. It looks like, it looks like we have... Similar ones. We have, we have three, in our, three similars in our top five. Yeah. And then we have different ones, and then we have a couple different. Yeah, and we, we, have, have, a, we have the same number one, which is all that matters. <laughs> Okay, so um, you're number five. So my number five is Spider-Man Homecoming, which you have as... Oh, that's my number four. Okay. All I'll, all I'll say, we already we talked about that to death last episode because I went on my thing about it. Yeah. I'm still mad at this film because the original Spider-Man that came out May 3rd, 2002 with Tobey Maguire directed by Sam Raimi is still... One of my favorite films of all time. And Homecoming is better than that film. Do you understand how how hurt I am by that? Like, I'm like, I have to acknowledge that they made a better Spider-Man film. There exists, a, a better Spider-Man film exists in that first one. And I'm just like, I love it. I love Homecoming so much. I know this is your top five and not my, uh, this is your number five, not mine, but God, it's such a great... Re- like I told you, I rewatched it, and I'm like, this is such a fucking good movie. Again, you, you took all the words out of my mouth, right? That's why I have it up so high, because... Um, oh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom Holland nails Spider-Man to a key in yeah. this. Yeah, man. He... You make both of this whole conversation makes me want to rewatch Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man again. Like I'm like, fuck, those are good movies. <laughs> uh, my number five is the Avengers. Which, That's my number three. Which we thought at the time, how can it get any bigger? Shame on us. We, <laughs> we of little faith thought, how can it get any bigger than the Avengers? <laughs>
And all that hype and buildup of just, this is coming. Holy shit, this is going to happen. And when it finally, I saw that movie, I think, four or five times in theaters before I left my base. Oh, I definitely saw it four times. Like, I definitely saw it in the movie. I mean, up until Black Panther came out, it was the highest grossing. It made, I think, a billion and a half dollars in 2012. Like, it's like, that's insane, like, how much money Avengers made. And I don't even think Marvel in their, like, wildest dreams thought, I mean, that film cost them 250 You know, that movie probably made them $300 million in pure profit. Think about that. Uh, so, so, I pulled up uh, box office rankings yeah, off yeah. of uh, Collider. Yeah. Uh, just the source material. Um, so, opening weekend's ranks. Yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Has two hundred and seven million dollars in a single fucking four day. Like, okay, so if it came out on a Thursday night, f- Thursday through Sunday, and it yeah. only Thursday night, so it only really half a day or like a fourth of a day, and all yeah, day Friday, this, all day this Saturday. Before, this is before they started doing Thursday evening, like seven thirty, ten o'clock. This was oh. a midnight. No. You're right. You're, so only three days. So like only like fucking seventy two hours. Yeah, God, that's insane, Justin. That is insane. So, worldwide totals. Yeah. Off of Collider, Avengers is still at number one with one point five million dollars. Billion. Yeah, billion. One point five billion. Excuse me. <laughs> it's all good. One point five billion dollars. Off of a Marvel movie. If you would have told me that 20 years ago, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, dude, it's like... I mean, that's why I, I had to put it above... The only... I thought about moving Avengers out and putting Black Panther in my top five. But I'm like, I can't... As much as I like Black Panther, I'm like, Avengers... We are where we are now because of the success of Avengers. Like... Exactly. It's like... And that's why I have... That's why I have it so high because it sets groundwork and yeah. it proved if yeah. it's done right, yes. we can't do this. This yeah. is what we're capable of. And again, shame on us. We thought I think uh, at least I and I'd like to say that you were in the same boat. It's like, how does it get any bigger than this? Like, how can they? Yeah. I mean, this was before how we had. Top. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. Like, how can you top this? How can you get bigger? And this was before we had Scarlet Witch, Vision, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Winter Soldier. It's like Guardians. It's like, fuck, dude. Like, it almost seems quaint at the time that there was only like six members in the team. Before we had Falcon and like, I mean, War Machine existed as like in, in, in Iron Man 2, but he really wasn't. I mean, he really wasn't an Avenger Avenger until I think Age of Ultron. Um, so it's like, you know what else, you know what else I think Avengers did since it made, since it, I think it made each one of the actors a fuck ton of money. So, and I know Iron Man three made Robert Downey Jr. A fuck ton of money. Uh, so that's why Robert Downey Jr. Doesn't give a fuck anymore about anything and we'll do a Marvel movie whatever it takes, because he makes at least $40 million on these films. Uh, So, what I think Avengers also did is, since it made money for everybody, 
it allowed Marvel to get like a uh, like a Glenn Close in Guardians of the Galaxy, like a uh, a fucking uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Like it got it got fucking like it got a bunch of these big actors. Yeah, who would never really be in a superhero film like Kate Blanchett and Ragnarok. I'm sorry, I know you don't like that, but like it got. Jeff Goldblum to come aboard. It, it got a bunch of actors who probably never would have done a superhero film ever in their life. But they realized, oh, these movies make me a ton of money and get my face out there, which will help my career. Yep. It's all because of Avengers, man. It's because Avengers fucking knocked it out of the park. So, I'm going to look back just real quick and touch on this because I'm thoroughly surprised. Yeah. Iron Man 3 is ranked pretty low on both of our lists. Yeah. It is the third worldwide grossing Marvel movie. Yep. At $1.2 billion. I told you, dude. It made Robert Downey Jr. a fuck ton of money because... Because you said that right as I read it on the list. And I was floored at how much money that made. Well, it did really well across the world, if I recall. Um, because people, the world loves Robert Downey. I mean, who doesn't love Robert Downey Jr.? But not only does America love Robert Downey Jr., China, India, Europe, I don't know about Africa, but like the world loves Robert Downey Jr. is what I'm trying to say. And so he travels like if he's the star of a film, especially as Tony Stark, people will see it. And he really honestly doesn't have to do that much in these Iron Man films because while he's in the suit. He's like it's all digital for the most part, and like so, he he makes a lot of fucking money, dude. Like he's like that's why I think with the uh, with Homecoming, and we're gonna move along. We're gonna get to our four five th- four three two ones. I think that's what Sony was like. Yes, please have Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. We will pay him whatever the fucking wants because I'm telling you, Robert Downey Jr. being in Spider Man Homecoming helped its box office because people want to see him as Tony Stark, which we will get to later when we talk about who's going to die in Infinity yeah. War. But yeah, dude, Iron Man 3 made a lot of money. I also think it has to do with the fact that it's literally the first film after Avengers. So people were like, yeah, we want some more. Give us some fucking more. That would make sense. It does. Uh, so I, we, we talked about our fives. Uh, so we talked about most of the five. Uh, well, we talked about our five, our number fives. Yes. Okay. Uh, so your number four is. So my number four was Black Panther, which we already touched on. Yeah. Uh, my number four was Homecoming, which we already talked about. I mean, we don't need to go any yep. further on that, but they were both excellent films. Um, here's where it gets tricky. So, your number three is what? My number three is Avengers. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and do my two and three because this is where the rubber meets the road with us. Yeah. Actually, my three, two and three are practically tied, but I put them in order two to three because, okay, so my three is the first Guardians and my two, my number two film in all the Marvel films is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I will tell you. (laughs) Go ahead. I don't under I, I don't care how much you try to reason with me. 
Okay. I could never understand that. I will. Okay, so the first Guardians is number three. I think is probably the best. It might be the best first movie. Let me think about that. I think, considering what it had to deal with, pretty practically unknown characters, like yep. James Gunn, he had made some movies prior to this, but he had never made a movie on this scale. And not only did he direct it, he wrote it as well. Yeah. Just thinking about the odds of this movie being as successful as, successful as it was, I it, I find it endearing that it knocked it out of the park. And everybody, I love that movie so goddamn much. Like, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And the soundtrack, again, I really, the soundtrack of the film shouldn't be the best part of the film. But goddamn, that Volume 1 Awesome Mix is such a fucking great collection of, like, songs. Like, I'm like, I had that album on, like, repeat on my on my phone listening to it. God, for like a month after that film came out. Because that was such a... That's such a great, like, playlist. Like, fuck, that's such a great album, dude. But I love Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. Yep. Probably outside of Spider-Man, my two favorite characters are Groot and Rocket. I want a Groot and Rocket film. Like, I really just want, like... It doesn't have to be a big film. It could be a 30-minute film. I don't give a fuck. I want a Groot and Rocket film because, again, aside from Spider-Man... Those two are probably my favorite characters. I just love that movie so much. And naturally, the second one, I think, did everything Volume 1 did. And better. And I will be on the record. I'll go on the record and say this shit. I don't know if I said it last year when it came out. I bawled my eyes out at the end of this movie, of of Volume 2. With Yondu, spoiler alert, his death, his sacrifice... Yep. And his line where he's like, he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Oh, yeah. Dog, I was like, and then when you see like, you see like Star-Lord trying to save him and like, but he can't. And like, just that little, there's a little bit, like this is the brilliance of James Gunn and Michael Rooker who plays uh, Yondu. People familiar with Rook, he might be, if you're a Walking Dead fan, he was on there. Uh, he's been in a bunch of things throughout his career. Like, just as, like, when Peter Quill is, like, trying to save Yondu, and, like, as Yondu's dying, he just does a little pat on his cheek. Like, it's all right. Don't worry. I'm fine. And, like, so then Yondu's funeral, when they're playing that excellent song by Cat Stevens, Father and Son, and it get, and then the Ravagers show up, and they give Yondu, like, a Ravager's funeral, Dog, it's like I was bawling my eyes out. It still gets me every time I watch it because I'm like, it's just so lovely and like, like, fuck that movie. So I love that movie so goddamn much, and I love, I love Kurt Russell in it. I love Mantis. I love Drax. Like, it's probably not as funny as the first one, but it's still got heart. And I'm just like, I saw that movie. And then I immediately went and bought a ticket to go see it again immediately after because it was so fucking good. Like, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 so goddamn much because I feel like it did it did almost everything the first one did better and then gave me some more heart. Like, it gave me, like, it, it, it makes me cry every time, dude. I'm not going to lie. Sir? 
Yeah. I don't expect people to understand it. Like, I I get why someone... I don't understand why you have it so low, but I, if someone was like, it's it was a really good film, it's not the second best of all time. But I would say, look, man, I don't expect you to understand. I just... I love that fucking movie so goddamn much, dude. It's so fucking... Fuck, it's so good. Okay. So your number two was Iron Man. So why do you think... Yeah. Is it because it's the... It's, it's the first one. Is it? Is that why you think it's because it's like that was the introduction to this entire universe? So what? What is it about Iron Man that did it for you? Because I, I had Iron Man. Let me see where I had Iron Man. I had it pretty low. I had Iron Man at number eleven. So what is it about Iron Man that did it for you, man? My thing with Iron Man was that we we touched on it, you know, every here and there. You can only do so much work in film that they put into comic books. Yeah. And, of course, you know, from the origin of most of these characters to today, a lot of things has changed that you can't exactly put, you know, in the film today. Okay. So, like Iron Man. In the comic books, he was captured by, what was it, the Soviets? Yeah. But I think it's been retconned a few times, just like everything in comics has been retconned. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure in the '60s, it was the Soviets or something. It might. I don't remember, dude. That's a. I forget. Like again, we can't stress enough. Like one of the frustrating things about being a comic book fan is the fact that like these these publishers like Marvel and DC will change everything you thought you knew about a character, like by surprise, and it's like, okay, I guess that's the new story. So it's kind of hard to keep track of. But yes, I believe. Originally, it was the Soviets. So, it was the fact that they were able to alter it to fit the time that it took place. Yeah. With it being a terrorist cell that happened. Yeah. How almost damn perfect they portrayed the original Iron Man suit. Yeah, dude. Very, And that's not digital. That's all practical effects. Like, they used, like... They literally had to build that suit, like, and make it work. Exactly. Yeah. So, the fact that they practically made it... Mm-hmm. That they got Robert Downey Jr. to pull Iron Man, who's perfect for it. Yeah. You may have your griefs over it, but... He's perfect for that role. Oh, I don't, I don't, like, I, again, who the fuck doesn't, if you don't like Robert Downey Jr., there's something wrong with you. Uh, I think the only reason Tony Stark is even likable is because it's Robert Downey Jr. Like, anyone else, probably, people would be like, that dude's an asshole. So, but yes, I totally agree. The amount of work, if I may interrupt, I'm sorry, Justin, but... People who aren't familiar with Robert Downey Jr.'s history, like, look at Robert Downey Jr. in the, the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Like, this man has been in jail several times. So, to see where he's at now, I don't give a fuck what it takes. Like, I'll support anything Robert Downey Jr. does, because he's fucking amazing. And he, if not for him, and I believe Kevin Feige, the, the, the godfather, the head of Marvel Studios... And like yep. their team and John Favreau and a whole bunch of people, 
we wouldn't have it. So Robert Downey Jr. is a significant part of why we are here today as well. And I I don't give a fuck, dude. I love Robert Downey Jr. And I, I'll watch him as Tony Stark in anything. So, so I think for all those reasons, yeah, that's why I have Iron Man as number two. Because it is, it is the first yeah. pillar. Yeah. It is the foundation. Yeah. That that Infinity War is built off of. It is the Neil Armstrong. It is like, this is it. We are putting the flag down. We are claiming this is who we are. And in every film, I feel like you can, every film has a trace of Iron Man in it. Like that, the themes, the, the, the tone, every single Marvel film has a little bit of Iron Man in it. I don't think that's an exaggeration. And that's why that is my number two because it is just it's sentimental. Yeah. And it was groundbreaking because all the previous movies yeah. that we had, had before this. Yeah. Like this, remember, this is also before uh, Dark Knight came out. Yeah, it was. It, I believe it came out. I think, if I remember correctly, Iron Man came out in May and Dark Knight came out in July. Yes, because. You know, we went to go see Hulk together, and yeah. we were towards a picture for Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, it's old. If anyone wants to creep on Justin or I's Facebook, there's a, a video of us when we were 18 in, was that Gulf Shores, I think? Uh, and we're both... Yeah, it was Gulf Shores, uh, y'all senior trip that y'all invited me Yeah, on. yeah, we went, and we're a lot younger, uh, 10 years ago. Uh, we took a photo in front of the Dark Knight uh, little poster thingy. Oh man, that was such a great weekend. But anyway, we're not gonna. That's a conversation for another day. But yeah, it was um, that guy. That was a long time ago, man. Right. Um. So before this, yeah, you had the Fantastic Four oh, uh, movies. You had the X Men trilogy, which was kind of on a sour note because two years prior we had Last Stand, which oh boy, that was uh yeah. And then the, if you need to put up that disaster movie, please refer to the previous uh, yeah. comic book contact, John Floyd's and Friends. And I believe, <laughs> I believe there's rumor, I don't believe this rumor, but there was a third, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, there was a, people have been telling me for years that there was a third Spider-Man that came out in 2007. I don't believe anything like that ever happened. So maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe people really were impressed by Iron Man because of this fabled Spider-Man 3 that came out. Again, I can't find any record of it. Um, I don't know where I was. I must have missed it. I don't know. It doesn't sound like something I'd be a fan of. I I, I don't think it ever really happened. So I think it's a fake. I think it's fake news. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Um, but no, I mean, it's Iron Man. It. it I get it. Everyone bought it with how well it was. I get it, and that's the reason why I'm so into Avengers because it's like. Is it better, I think, as a story than Black Panther? Probably not. But I think the significance, the historical context of that film is bigger than Black Panther. I could be wrong. Maybe, like we said, as time goes, Black Panther might take over Avengers. But I get what you're saying about Iron Man. That's the the significance. If that fails, if that if Iron Man fails, that's it. There's nothing, none of these... All other 17 films, and this 19th film that's coming out uh, on Thursday, none of it. 
None of it. None of it would have happened. Well, maybe in some form or another. Who knows? But because of Iron Man... get it again I, I like it a lot i think it's an enjoyable film but it's very it's a very simple story for me and i really hate gwyneth paltrow i really i i'm just gonna say this now she's on my list of people i want to die in infinity war I'm like can we please get rid of her i'm just tired of her i'm tired of pepper pots uh but uh it's a very simple it's the it's a it's it's kind of basic at this point and maybe that's hindsight but it just it was fine, and I really think that it didn't really do it justice. The fact that, like, okay, I was more excited about the Dark Knight that year than Iron Man. Maybe if Iron Man had come out on its own, like, that year, maybe I would have been like, man, that was the year of Iron Man. But then, like, two months later, you had Heath Ledger's Joker. It's like, ooh, that's a tough... Yeah. That's that's tough to... Could you imagine if Iron Man had come out, like, a month after Dark Knight? Oh, fuck, Iron Man would have gotten killed. Oh, yeah, it would have been smoked. Yeah, it would have been lost in the shuffle. Uh, you have anything else to say, Iron Man, or should we get to our number ones? Let's get to number one, man. So we had the same number one, and I, 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 I would have bet my life that we would have had the same number one. Um, we both have Captain America Civil War as our number one. Anyone who says that I would be very skeptical of anyone who is a true fan like you and I, who has any amount of sense in their brain to argue that Civil War is not the best Marvel film to date. Like, I I just can't... I I don't know... I just don't know how you could argue that. Like, I just don't understand how you could argue anything to the contrary. It's like, what? How? I I mean, you have introduction of characters. Yeah. You have to pull it together of characters who you never thought would come together. Yeah. And the reason why we had the Civil War yeah. is two-parted, but both but both reasonings yeah. are validated. Yeah, and I'll just say this. Uh, again, I mentioned my, my buddy Ben. I don't remember how we got on the topic, but literally this year, two years, almost two years after Civil War came out, he mentioned we we brought we talked about the register the the Sokovia Accords right, yeah, and we talked about Team Cap versus Team Iron Man philosophically wise, and we both yeah. had like a, this like extensive debate over it, and like I think I texted you at the time I'm like God damn that movie came out two years ago and we're still arguing about this like that's the brilliance of this film. So, as we talked earlier on Ultron, when they were having a discussion by the firewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Civil War, you have more of that. You yeah. have more human conversation yeah. with these people and discussing why they believe this over this, or, you know, why this will work and why that won't work. And it's actual discussion instead of just fuck you and punching you in the face. Yeah, man, some of the best scenes, like, two of the best scenes in that movie are when the Avengers are in the Avengers headquarters in upstate New York, and they're all discussing, like, you have Rhodey 
and Falcon arguing, and then you have Vision give a soliloquy about why, about escalation and catastrophe, and then you have Tony go off on his little self-righteous prick speech. God damn it, I hate Tony Stark so much. Uh, I really do. I really hate Tony Stark so much. And then you have Cap, and then you have Pe- and then you have Agent Carter's funeral, which was like, oh fuck, I can't believe they did that. I mean, we've talked about this film last year, but we'll we'll talk about it again. Fuck, uh, we talked about it a while ago. We'll talk about it again. Uh, and the scene that I really love, that's growing on me in the years, is when Cap has been kidnapped, and him and Tony try and talk it out, and he gives him the two little pins. Do you remember that scene where they're like, he's like, just sign Cap. I, all this can be fixed if you just sign. And they talk about it. And he almost gets Cap to sign. Almost. And then he mentioned something about Wanda, Scarlet Witch. And then it dissolves how again. Yeah. Containment at the yeah. Yeah. How she's a weapon of mass destruction. I'm like, damn, this movie's fucking good. I love that fucking scene. Because you have two really good actors. I mean, they're, they're fucking... This is, a, this is for all intents and purposes, it's a kid's movie. Like All these films are more or less kid's movies. They're meant for everyone, but they're really meant for kids. And they have them talking about like civic responsibility and regulation in a fucking kid's movie. And they're very talented actors talking about it. And it's just like, God damn it, dude. This movie's oh, so fucking good, dude. Uh, and it gives us probably the, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens in Infinity War, but probably the greatest showdown in a superhero film of all time at that airport, like, yeah, fuck, dude, that movie. Dude, I, I can watch that movie. Yeah, I watched that movie again just for the fight scenes. Yeah, and then of course, uh, now Baron Zemo's plan has a bunch of holes in it, but that's not important. We're not gonna fucking worry about that bullshit. Uh, we're nitpickers. We're not monsters. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but the scene where, like, after. Like, you can see, like, the... like I mean, this was, like, 2016. Eight years after Iron Man. But the scene where Tony finds out that Bucky killed his parents. Even when, although... Come on, dude. Bucky didn't know what he was doing. Like, it's not like Bucky was like, Yeah, I killed him. What you gonna do about it? It's like, no, he, he, he felt bad about it, dude. Why are you trying to kill this dude? So, but I get it that he killed his mom. I get it. But, like... I, to, uh, when Tony, like lashes out at Cap and starts fighting everybody. And then at the scene where they fall down the, like the, I think the, the rocket shaft or whatever and stuff like that. And they're fighting. And then it's Cap and Tony just fighting each other. And that line where he's like, he's my friend. And he's like, so was I and stuff like that. It's like, fuck this movie. So fucking good. Fuck. I think that's all we have to say about, uh, civil war. Um, are you ready to talk about Infinity War? Yes. Now, we're not going to talk about any spoilers we've heard or anything like that as far as like where the Soul Stone may or may not be or who do we know is probably going to die or anything like that. We're just going to talk about – we're going to try and keep it any potential spoiler free. We're just speculating. Neither Justin nor I are saying this is definitely going to happen. We just believe this is probably going to happen. All right? Like this is – what we have to, if we had to guess, right? Okay, so we're not... Just, just for legality's sake, I haven't seen any spoilers. All I've seen are the two trailers, yeah. maybe the third trailer, different trailers are up, and that's it. I, I'm i always on the lookout for spoilers because I don't get hung up on spoilers as much as a lot of people do. So 
I've I've heard some things, but then again, I'm not going to repeat them on here because I don't want the if they're true, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, and if they're not, I don't want to mislead anybody. So, uh, but I don't think I think what we're about to I think what we're about to say though, anyone who's been following probably has is we're not far off is what I'm saying. Like we're probably like anyone who's watched all these films probably can tell. Okay, this is probably what's going to happen in this movie. So, okay, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the two biggies first. Let's get them. Let's get them off the plate. Okay, besides Pepper Potts, who I want to die. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the two big guys, Cap and, and Stark. You I, think they're going to fight this one? Well, those are the ones that everybody keeps talking about. Like Marvel's been very, very, very strict about like. They have not shown this movie anywhere to anyone. Yeah. They're, this first time they're showing the full in full length is Monday for the premiere, the LA premiere. No one outside of probably less than ten people associated with Marvel Studios has seen this film. Um, yeah. If I had to wager, Kevin Feige and his executive team, which is probably like four people altogether, Bob Iger, the president of you know Dis- or the CEO of Disney. Maybe Robert Downey Jr. because he's Robert fucking Downey Jr. Nobody tells him no. Uh, again, the directors. So we're talking about maybe eight people have seen this film yeah. in entirety. Um, as far as I, th- I don't think Cap's gotta die. Like, like okay, we already know, and this isn't a spoiler. This is just like public news. Chris Evans is done after Avengers Four, which is coming out next year. He's, he's like, this is it. That's my last film. I'm done. I'm moving on, which is fair because I mean, he's in, in 2019. I think that'll have been eight years for him, and he's done yeah. fucking like six films. Or yeah, no. Uh, at that point, it'll be seven films. I think it's time for Cap to go. Like, I think that I don't know what else we want from this character. I think he's done everything we need him to do. And we have two viable replacements for him. We have Bucky and yep. Falcon. I think definitely, I think if I had to bet, he's definitely going to bite it. Which is a shame because it'll be sad, but I think it'll be earned. What do you think? I think, I don't think he's going to bite it this film. I think he's going to bite it the next one. Again, we also got to reiterate that with these Infinity Stones, there is the Time Stone, there is the Soul Stone. There are ways, there are mechanisms in this universe to kill someone and bring them back. So if say they were to die in this film, anyone were to die, there's always a way to bring them back. It's comics. There's always a way to bring a dead character back. Always. Uh, so you 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 could be right. They, he could live through this one and die in the next one and then be dead for good. So uh, why do you think? What do you th- well? Let's just a little tangential conversation. Do you think any of like the time stone or soul stone will be used to bring anyone back? I think the time the time stone is definitely going to be used to reverse a lot of damage. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that's a given. Yeah. That, that's going to happen. And we have precedent with Doctor Strange because he did that in Hong Kong. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, it's tough. Again, because don't know where the Soul Stone is and what exactly it's going to do. Yeah. Because it's felt acting a little differently than in the booth than they do in the comics. Yeah, because, I mean, in the comics, these stones are practically unlimited power in their respective, like, fields. Like, 
it's it's like the space stone you could potentially time travel with because there's time and space, right? And like, and yeah. th- you can definitely time travel with like, or you can reverse time or fuck with time as far as like the time stone. So it's like the the films they've scaled them back considerably to like you know let's not we can't go crazy here. We got to have rules with these things and shit like that. So exactly. Uh, this is a books, man. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, and we don't have fucking like decades to tell the story. We have like two and a half hours. So, uh, exactly. so you think? I think we both agreed Cap's gonna bite it either in this one or the next one. Uh, what? What? How do you think you'll feel when you see Cap die? Will you get? Whoops. I'm gonna get emotional because I swear the older I get, the more emotional I get in movies. Now it's I don't know what happened. Maybe I'll bite my ice heart like defrosted. I don't know. But are you gonna feel? Are you gonna like get choked up? I'm definitely gonna get choked up when Cap dies. Oh, I'm definitely. I mean, it's Cap. He's been so good in everything he's been doing, and we've had him for since nine 20, years. Now. Yeah, 2011. Man, it'll be. I can't believe it, dude. That's gonna be nuts, man. So it's you know it's it's gonna be hard. I, I will admit it's gonna be hard if if and or when Cap fights it. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Do you think Bucky's going to take over, or do you think Falcon has a shot? I mean, they might team up to balance each other out. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I think it's Bucky, but I really want it to be Falcon. I think he would be... I I mean, that's a big leap. I don't know if they're willing to like upgrade Falcon to that level, but I hope they take that risk. Uh, it's... Again, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do it. Yeah. Okay. Who's, who's going to pick up the mantle. Okay, next up is Tony Stark. Yeah. Same thing. I think, so, my vision, quote-unquote, <laughs> is going to be the original Avengers Yeah. are all going to bite it the next film. Oh. Even, you even think Hulk's going to bite it? Yes. I think... Oh, shit. Because, you know, they're all talking about after Avengers 4, everything's going to be changed. Yeah, this... Kevin Feige has said that, like, after Phase 4 is is going to go in a, like, a completely new direction, which is weird, but we'll see what happens. So, I think the original Avengers... Yeah. They're going to come together to try and take down, you know, Thanos or whatever the bad guy is at that point. Yeah. And they're all going to fight it. Wow. It's going to be a final scene of the original Avengers. Yeah. And then it's going to be all of them fading away in some way, shape, or form. Let me ask you this. Because this ties into... Well, let me let me say let me say what I think about Tony Stark, and then I'll ask you my question. Uh, okay. Tony Stark deserves to die. I want Tony Stark to die. Tony Stark deserved to die like three movies ago. I liked him. I like Robert. I liked having him in Homecoming. Uh, I liked having him in all the Age of Ultron. I liked having him, you know, in this and that in Civil War. But Tony Stark is a terrible person. He deserves to die. He does a bunch of shit, never really faces any lasting consequences for it, and then blames everyone else like, guys, we need to be put in check. It's like, no, Tony, you need to be put in check. You cause, like, all these problems, 
check yourself, bro. Like, you uh, hate Tony Stark. Like, the fact that, like, he just gets away with everything. And then he feels bad about it. And then that's somehow... And then he kind of tries to fix it. And then he somehow... And then he feels good about himself. I'm like, no, you're a fucking awful person. And, like, okay, here's my thing about... it. <laughs> y- y'all are getting both barrels today. I'm sorry. Iron Man. Let's talk about the first Iron Man. How old would you say Tony Stark is in that movie? 40, 30, late 30s, early 40s? Late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. So, he's been an adult for probably 20 to 25 years. Is that fair? Yeah. And he just fucking realizes that he makes weapons that kill people? Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not saying you need to make Tony Stark younger. But to act like he was a blind and oblivious this, this entire time is gross negligence. I'm just like, and then everybody just puts up with him because he's rich and smart. It's like, <sighs> but I love Robert Downey. Depends how you really feel. I but look, everybody likes him because he's because Robert Downey Jr. is so goddamn charming. And like. <sighs> That said, I want him to die. I'll be sad to see no more Robert Downey Jr. Stark, but it's time. He needs to go. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Like, we don't need you anymore, homie. You're gone. Okay. So my second question, my question I was going to ask you is, you thought that, you think that all the original six are either going to die or, you know, maybe like a retirement, permanent retirement, right? Where they're they're yeah. no longer associated with the team, right? Yes. If you had to say, out of those original six, who would keep going? Who do you think it would be? Who would keep going? Like yeah. stay in the fight? Yeah, stay stay in the team, stay in the series, keep doing more movies. I think maybe Natasha and Hawkeye will make guest appearance. I think Thor has probably got one or two more movies left. I don't know contractually. We're not talking contract here because put money in front of an actor and they'll sign any contract you want. I think think Thor, considering how Ragnarok ends, and maybe we'll see what happens in this movie, I think Thor has maybe... He's got Avengers 4 coming up. I think he's got maybe one or two films left. Uh, So so let's rephrase the question, okay? Okay. For the character or for the actor? Oh, that's a great question. Because <sighs> anybody who can wield Mjolnir is technically has the power of Thor. Exactly. So, mm, for the character, yes, he will be back. Because, again, Jane Foster took up the hammer and, the comics, and became so, Thor. Yeah. Oh, so, that's a tough one. Oh, well, first off, we, and, we, we all know that Loki is going to die because... Oh yeah, he's dead. He's gonna die. He's probably he, he's probably he's gonna done. be the first he's one done. to die. Done. You're done. Yeah, which will be sad because again, that's another. We'll never get a Tom Hiddleston Loki again, which is like he was really good as Loki, and he was probably the best villain so far. But anyway, back to Thor. That's a great point you make. I really, I think Hemsworth has maybe after after four after Avengers four. I think Hemsworth maybe has another film, and I'm hoping he has two films. But I don't know what they'll do with the character. Maybe in one of those one or two films I just mentioned, 
he passes because he gets a new hammer in Infinity War. Maybe he'll pass it along. Maybe someone else will come along. But then either introduce a new character. Who do you pass or pass we'll pass on to an existing character? Well, okay, what existing character do you think they could pass it along to? I don't think there's any character currently that we know of that can take the torch. No, I don't think so either. Although Valkyrie is still out there, and if she die, lives or dies, we don't know. Again, we haven't seen much of her in any Infinity War promotion or marketing. Yep. Uh, Lady Sif, I think, is still alive. Yep. That's a tough one. That's a great question. There are only stable points in Norse mythology. Yeah. That's a catch. There has to be someone. Yeah. That's a great. That, that's a great question. I don't know. That's a toughie. But we can at least agree that Loki's done. Oh, yeah, Loki's definitely dead. Uh, so you think Banner's going to bite it, huh? How do you think he's going to go out? I thought he couldn't be killed, though. Oh, no, he can be killed. Okay. Like, I think he's going to be done. Like, unless they somehow, you know, banish him or... Do something with something him? Like that. Yeah. Unless they somehow get rid of him, yeah. you know, through non-death means. Yeah. I think he's done. Here's the thing, though. I think that's a very... Like, if we can talk about logistics of playing Bruce Banner, it's actually not that hard to do. If you think about it, uh, Mark Ruffalo could keep playing him well into his 50s because all he has to do is play Banner and all the Hulk scenes are digital. So all he has to do is be able to do mocap. Yeah. And all someone has to do is do the mocap. And, I mean, Hulk is such a super being. I mean, I don't need to tell you that, but, like, Hulk is such a super being for the audience. I don't know if, like, Banner's age affects the Hulk's abilities that significantly. Does that make sense? It really doesn't. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a whole comic series called Hulk the End, where it's literally, Hulk is the last person on the planet after nuclear war. Yeah. I'm vaguely and, familiar. I'm vaguely familiar with that book. But you know, we've talked about this prior in other you know, comic book movie discussion. Yeah. Playing Banner, all you need to be is a smart, dark-haired white male with glasses. Yeah. Who can sim? Who can act? Like who can sound melancholy and woe is me? That's all. That's all you need to do to be Banner. So I don't know why. I'm sure it's a great paycheck, Mark Ruffalo. I don't understand why he would not. Like, if they offered him the ability, like, hey, do you want to be Bruce Banner for, like, another, like, four movies? I don't think you'd want to pass up that money. I wouldn't pass up that money. No. But, you know, this is why I've, I've been so frustrated. Yeah. Because it's not that hard of a role. Yeah. And it's not that hard to typecast a white, dark-haired male with glasses. Yeah. To be smart. Yeah. So the fact that we haven't had a great, let alone good, Hulk movie at this point, yeah. turns me up the wall. Oh yeah, I know. well we can't, there's no time for that, alright? We don't have time to go into the why they're in there a Hulk movie yet. We talked about that last year on the pod, so. Okay, so, you think Thor's, I mean Hulk's gonna bite it. Uh, I think, I, I don't, I think Hawkeye, I want Hawkeye to retire peacefully. Like, I don't want him to die, especially with the wife and kids back home. Natasha can die. Yep. 
Natasha's probably gonna die. I don't I don't see Scarlett Johansson keep going. Like I think that she No, wait, but she does have that um Apparently they are working on a Scarlet uh, I'm sorry, a Black Widow movie, but then again someone else could take over as Black Widow, either as an the actress or the character. Like it could be a title that's passed on to like a younger like you are the new Black Widow. So it's possible, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we well, let's talk about who's definitely not going to die. Black Panther's not going anywhere. Uh no. Spider-Man's not going anywhere. I would no. imagine Doctor Strange and Ant-Man aren't going anywhere. Uh, no, because Ant-Man and Wasp coming up, remember? Yeah, and then the Guardians... I don't know if one of the Guardians bites it because they have Volume 3 coming out. God, I think it... I think 2020. I think they have the last Guardians coming out. So we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, it would be sad. I think Drax has a chance of... One of... Either Gamora and Nebula... Nebula might bite it. Gamora... Uh, Nebula's going to bite it for sure. Yeah, Nebula's probably going to... She might kill Thanos herself. She might be the one who like sticks the blade in his throat or some shit like that. Drax could bite it. I feel like if if you had to pick a if I had to pick a Guardians a Guardian of the Galaxy that could bite it, it would probably either be Mantis or Drax. I would say Other than Nebula. I would say Drax and or Nebula do like a self sacrificing thing. Yeah, because Drax's whole and mission in life now is to kill Thanos, so this is his chance. I'd say my prediction is that Drax and Nebula, one or the other, or both. Yeah, definitely Nebula. Um, they're gonna get a kill shot or a self or a self sacrificing thing to take down Thanos. Yeah, and Thanos is gonna use the gauntlet to come back. That would be fucking. Ugh. Oh, that would be that, tough. That, that's that's my prediction. Oh well, let's talk about that then. I foresee I I expect a not happy ending to this movie like I expect Thanos to like get all six stones and to do his infamous snap and kill like half of everybody like I'm really I don't expect them to be like we did it guys we beat Thanos I expect like Thanos to be on top and then now we're waiting for Avengers 4 for hopefully something to happen for the good guys to win, you know? I think, I I wouldn't put it past them to end the movie with this. That, that would be so fucking dope. And then, like, right as the credits roll, the I'm just, if that happens, the entire audience would be like, oh, what the fuck? No, I, I, I can almost guarantee that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be, he's gonna get the final gem and he's gonna look at it yeah. and he's gonna put his fingers together and it's just gonna be is the and rest, that's how it's gonna end. Let me ask you this. I would like to believe that you and I are prepared for that ending. Do you think the world is prepared for that ending? It doesn't Thanos doesn't give a good goddamn if you're prepared for it or not. If that's how it's supposed to end, that's how the movie's gonna end. <laughs> God damn, dude. That's gonna be fucking like Empire Strikes Back level of what the fuck, bro. Oh. I I honestly gotta believe that's how it's gonna end. It's either going to be, it's either going to end on the snap or shortly thereafter. Justin, we can't. Yeah. Anything else you think is going to happen? You want to start wrapping up? 
Um, Again, I really, I'm really uh, looking forward to Doctor Strange and Peter Parker because a lot of people aren't aware. Peter Parker and Doctor Strange are kind of friendly to each other in the comic books. Like they they hang out sometimes. Like Peter Parker's really friendly with Daredevil, obviously, and he's really good friends with the Fantastic Four. And he's also really good friends with Doctor Strange because I mean it is Manhattan. They all kind of live around each other, and Peter will hang out with Doctor Strange from time to time. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really curious to see how that goes down. Yeah. Honestly, if Marvel does get the rights, I would love for Deadpool to just make a random, like, blip of a cameo, and that's it. How do you feel about the Defenders not showing up? I'm really curious, like, it would be fucking awesome if there was, like, just a cameo, just like a 30-second cameo of each of them. But I don't know how you rationalize it away if they don't show up. Because, like, where the fuck are they then? Like, if they're not involved... Or, like, how is the... How is Infinity War going to affect their series on Netflix? I don't know. If anything... If they do have some kind of cameo in the movie... Yeah. They'll see... All the shit going down. <laughs> and they'll look at it like... Nope. That's not our jurisdiction. We can't handle that. Nah, man. I deal with, like... like armed robberies and shit like that, but it'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, dude. That's the thing about this movie. They've been so good for the most part on, like, keeping a tight lip on all of this shit. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck knows what's about to happen this week, dude? I can't believe it's finally here, man. I cannot believe it's finally here. I, I'm just as shook as you are. I'm, I'm just pumped for it. Dog. What time are you seeing it on Thursday? Uh, 7 o'clock. Are you going in 3D? Uh, I think we just had regular. Well, my uh, the reason I, I'm seeing it at 10:30 that night, but the reason is uh, the the IMAX theater I go to out here, the seven o'clock is is uh, is 3D, but they're offering they offer it an IMAX 2D at uh, at 10:30, which is why oh I was like I want that one because I I don't like 3D uh, as if I can yeah. avoid it I do, but seeing this. On an IMAX theater without 3D, motherfucker, you! I couldn't buy my ticket fast enough, dude. No, I, I'm pumped because they filmed the entire thing in IMAX, didn't they? Probably. I mean, IMAX at one point was this clunky, ridiculously huge and loud camera, and I think they've worked to streamline it a little bit, thanks to, especially to Chris Nolan. But yeah, I'm imagining it's going to be just seeing like the epic fight on on an IMAX screen. I'm just gonna be like, fuck yes. Like, we got our tickets the morning they got released. I mean, do you want me to call you? <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> I mean, no. I'm not going to be... It's going to probably be, like, uh, 2 o'clock your time. If you, like, I'll probably still be up hype as shit afterwards. Yeah. So... I have to go to work the next day. That's the thing. It's going to be, like, 1 o'clock my time when I get out of this bitch. So if you, if you were to call me afterwards, I will be up. If you want to save it for the spot for a Saturday because I have to work Friday, yeah, and, I, and it's the same schedule next Saturday as it is today, yeah. we can do it back. I'll probably text you and then we'll talk in detail on that Saturday. How does that work? Perfect. Okay. Do you have anything else to say? I think we got everything done. I don't. I don't want to do the questionnaire. We've already. We're we're already really long, and a, another twenty minute conversation would be. But I'll have you back on so we can talk about, so I can have you do the new questionnaire. 
Yeah, that works. Anything else to say? Any final words of wisdom? Good luck and Godspeed. Yeah, man, and I hope I hope everyone enjoys. And I'm really again, I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, please keep sharing with your friends. Please keep listening. Please keep subscribing. I can't tell you how much I appreciate everyone who who listens and then gives me feedback. I, I really do it. I do this pod mostly for myself, but I also like that other people like it as well. So, yeah, so I'll, I guess we'll just, I'll talk to you on Saturday. I'll talk to you throughout the week. We text each other, but uh, I'll definitely talk to you Saturday. Definitely Saturday in a small little blood Thursday night. Yeah. All right, man. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Thanks again, man. All right. Love have, you too, man. Anytime. Have fun at work. Oh, you know it. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Later, bud. Bye.